From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the difference between your desire and obligations to your marriage. It's a complicated issue. It's Mm -hmm. complicated in looking at desires and obligations and and we're really going to unpack the words and how we convey that to one another. And, and to start, I just want to share this quote from Bill Cosby. I grew up with the Cosby show, grew up, sure did. you know, my sixth grade teacher, Miss Burns would play Bill Cosby's records in our classroom. That's how old I, you know, I'm ancient folks, you know, nice. 40, That's almost cool. 40 and ancient, but, but Bill Cosby has always had those wonderful bits of wisdom. And he says, in order to succeed, your desire for success should be greater than your fear of failure. And that's really where the difference between obligation and desire come from. And we're going to be talking about that. But we have got this iTunes hug that I just, um, I can't wait to share with you. The title of it says, Not Extraordinary, But Outrageous. I tell you, being called outrageous is just one of those fun things. Who's it from? This is from... Layer 98 said, Tony and Elisa are so outrageously solid people. Listen to them and reach out, not for the stars, but for your partner's heart. Follow their advice and take off the masks to get started. Once they're off, this is the hardest of all to remove and laying in the yard, the rest will fall away easily and the bedroom becomes more than you ever thought possible. If you're a guy and you need to hear straight talk about your questionable habits, Tony is the man who God has blessed to tell you outright what you need to hear and how to get it together. Personally, I have yet to be able to argue with his steadfast messages of being a husband and dad of integrity, faith, and love. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. And I thank you. I just have to, you know, this is a side note here. Um, In the early years of the podcast, there were times when Tony didn't get a lot of love because we were still working on our communication skills and things like that. It didn't always get conveyed so well on the podcast. And so I just appreciate you um, recognizing Tony for who he is and for the passion that he brings to the One Extraordinary Marriage show Hmm. and for calling us outrageous Um, and, and just for calling people to, you know, reach out for their partner's hearts. Yeah. That was just, that was a great message. And, you know, as always, you can, you know, share your thoughts um, on the show, leave a rating on iTunes, leave a review so people really can connect and understand how one has impacted your marriage and your life. Yeah. And you can also reach out to us. If you're on Facebook, you can send us a message directly to us right there from uh, the One Extraordinary Marriage fan page there. We get those often. You can do it. You can put it right up on the timeline if you want. Um, We read them all and are just so thankful, very, very thankful for uh, this review that was left. And I want to say one more thing. Uh, There is still time 
to get your input in the for the listener feedback for episode 200. Um, so if one extraordinary marriage has impacted your marriage, your relationship, your outlook on life in any way, shape or form, and you want to be a part of that 200th episode, either via email or via phone message, voicemail, there's still time. Yep. Uh, so send your thoughts. If you send us an email, just tag it 200th episode so that we know and we're going to pull those all together. We're going to read a whole bunch of them on the air and comment on them. If you leave us a voicemail, just let us know at the beginning of the voicemail. This is for the 200th episode and we'll pull those together. Um, the two, the hundredth episodes. So the 100, the 200, and obviously you can talk about already planning for a 300. These are all about you. We yep. do those as listener feedback. We do those as a way to celebrate um, the last hundred shows. So it's a great opportunity for you to just share your thoughts with the one audience. Yep. And you can do that at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And like Lisa said, put in the subject line, 200th episode, or you can call us 858-876-5663. And you can just start that off with, this is for the 200th episode. We can't wait. It's always a fun uh, anniversary for us. But let's dig into this language. Mm -hmm. Let's dig into want to or need to, and what that sounds like, and what it really conveys to your spouse. And I'm just going to share with you a little insight on where this came from, too, is that uh, just like we talk to all of you about coaching, like when things aren't going well, or when you want to take your life to the next level, take your marriage to the next level, we talk about the coaching that we offer through One Extraordinary Marriage. Tony and I also have coaches. And so this show actually came out of a conversation that I had with my coach, my life coach. And, you know, I kept saying, well, I need to do this and I need to do that. And then the next week I would say, well, I didn't get that done because I still need to do this. And, and she's like, do you hear what you're saying? She goes, no wonder you don't want to do stuff. You need to do stuff. It's not anything that you actually desire. You feel obligated to cross these things off your list by the end of the day or by the end of the week or by the end of the month. She's like, where's your passion? Where's your desire? I'm like, I don't know. What's the answer? You know, I mean, we have those moments with our coaches. We all do. She said, how does it change your feelings when you say, I want to do this? You know, we're, we're taught from an early age not to say want. <laughs> like, you know, we tell our kids, stop asking. You're not getting everything you want. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? So we stop saying we want things, but I I want you to listen to these two sentences and just be in that place where you're experiencing the emotion. The first one is I want to have sex with my spouse or I need to have sex with my spouse. Now, in my case, when I used to say I need to have sex with Tony, it was usually followed with so he'll leave me alone <laughs> because he would like start pawing me and I'd be like, okay, obviously I need to have sex with you. Like I, I just like, it's one more thing on my to-do list. Let's get it over with. This is before one extraordinary marriage, the 60 days of sex challenge, all of that. I, I don't very often, if ever find myself saying I need to have sex with you because it's been replaced with desire. Having sex with Tony making love to him, being in that space, whether it's, you know, physical, sexual intimacy, or like, I want to go on a date with Tony. That's a deep desire. That's probably, it's not one more thing that I'm trying to cross off my to-do list. 
Right. Yeah, we've got date night coming up. It's not a great date night. Sweet. Where's that going to fall on my to-do list that day? No, it's, hey, kids have got a sitter. We've got plans. We've got date night. I want this. I want that intimacy with my husband. I want that to be intentional. Hearing your spouse say, I want you. Okay, that, that's never going to be a bad thing. There's a desire in that. That we need to get some of you changing the language in your marriage. Yeah. And, and really, I look back on my life and there were, there was a time when, you know, I need to be here. You know, I need to be present was what was playing on in, in my head. And I will tell you that is a bad place to be because many a times when that was going through my mind, it's like, I really don't need to be here anymore. I really want the heck out of here. And those are some during some dark days for me personally that I struggled with. And because I didn't feel love, I didn't see love in action in this house from my wife. And I was playing that tape that I just, I need to be here. And it was, it was gosh, almost like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you just want to get out of it. You just want to leave. And as we work together and like Lisa said, the, that changing of, instead of I need to be here and, and changing that to, I want to be here. I want to make this marriage work. I want us to have the passion and the romance together. That change impacted how I viewed our marriage and where we were able to take it. Because guys, want implies a choice. Mm -hmm. It implies that you, you have the option to want many different things. You know, I want to have sushi for dinner or I want to have a steak for dinner. Like those are my wants. I've got options. I need, need is a weighted word because if, you know, I need something, I, I, I'm under the, the burden of whatever that is. You know, it's weighing down on me. I and mean, you can almost hear it when people say it. Like I need to go to the grocery store. Why? Because we're out of food. Like there's, there's a, urgency. There's an emergency. There's a burden with that. Or I want to go pick up a few things for dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm thinking about how, you know, like I want to cook Tony a special meal or I want to, you know, add an extra salad vegetable or whatever it is. I mean, it, it has so many different connotations and what I, you know, what I hear all the time from coaching clients, you know, cause we get into, well, I need to do this and I, you know, I should be doing this all the shouldas and the need tos, you made a choice to get into this marriage. You did. Um, I know since I speak to, a, Tony and I speak to a large audience, some of you are in arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. We know just based on, you know, our lovely little map that lights up with, you know, just where you are. We know that we are speaking to countries where arranged marriages. So some oh, of you did not we, make the choice. Right. And we've gotten emails. And we've gotten emails for the vast majority of the vast majority of you. 
you made the choice to enter into a relationship with the person that shares your bed. You made that choice. So you also need to make the choice to make that relationship be the best that it can be by wanting to be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard, I, I actually had this um, comment from a client last week about, um, you know, this whole, well, you know, I don't feel it, so I'm going to wait until I feel like this to do anything. You know, I'm not feeling the love. So until I feel the love, I'm just going to stay in this place of indifference or indecision. And I, that kind of gets the hair on the back of my neck standing up and it kind of gets this little thing in the middle of my stomach going, oh, watch out. Because here comes Elisa. Because here's the thing. Sometimes I don't feel very loving towards Tony. It's not earth shattering. If you guys have listened to more than like 10 episodes, you know that there are times when I'm like, where did that come from? And vice versa. I mean, he'll, he'll admit there are days that he, you know, finds me less than perfect. Typically, it has something to do with piles around the house. But if I waited to always feel like I was head over heels in love with him, this marriage would come to a grinding halt. I want to have an extraordinary marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to do that, not just for myself. I will admit on some level, it's a selfish thing. I want to have this incredible relationship with him. I want to do it for myself. I want to do it for the man that I chose to marry. I want it for my for the example that I'm setting for my children. Mm-hmm. Because I deeply desire that my children see a marriage that they will want to replicate in the future. You know, I want them to see that their parents kiss. I mean, our kids are kind of getting to that awkward age where I guess we're awkward. <laughs> They're just getting to the age. We're seeing us kiss in the, you know, in the kitchen when, you know, or hug or things like that. It's the, oh, do you guys have to do that all the time? Um, yeah. Yes, actually we do because I want your father. Mm-hmm. I want his arms around me. I want him to kiss me. I want those things. So do I. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. But it hasn't always been that way. No. I will tell you the first 11 years of my marriage, I needed to stay in the marriage. It was just a need. It was pure stubbornness. Things were not good, but I refused to be uh, the first one in my family to get divorced. I mean, it was really, there were days when it was as simple as that. Like I wasn't going to be the first one. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Tony and I started changing the dynamics of our relationship that the I need to stay in this marriage became the I want to be in this marriage. Right. Yeah. It was that outward expression of love, not that feeling of love that had since died out in more ashes, but really taking that word love and putting it into action because love is a verb. Love is something you do, not something you feel. You know, because those feelings that I had for Elisa that first time I saw her and got to know her and talking to her, those had long since died out. What I learned was that the need was weighing me down and the want to build this marriage, to be engaged in this marriage was going to take action on my part. And so through 
that shifting of our mind and reading and learning and going, yes, I want this, and then showing it through action, that is where we have grown. Mm-hmm. It's, sorry, I thought you were going to oh. continue that. I'm like, yes, we've grown. It's not easy to make that shift, though. No. I mean, it took us, I would say, 11 years. And I know many of you are struggling with this, too. Things are not good in your marriage. And some of you don't want to be married to the current spouse that you have. Some of you have infidelity in your marriage and you want to be with that other person. Um, some of you feel burdened under the needs of your family. And so what do you do? What do you do? Because you're not feeling the love. And, you know, it starts with very, very simple things, guys. It starts primarily, like the very first thing that you have to do is you guys have to make a commitment to spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. I have a couple I'm working with right now and they're very, very distant. It is a need to be together right now. There is a, no desire on either one of them. And I, I challenged her. I said, here's the thing. She mentioned the fact that there was one particular day during the week where their schedules aligned and that's actually, she goes, ideally that would be the best time for us to have a date. And so, of course, I hear the word date, and you guys know how we feel about dates. Take it. I don't care if it's date night, date day, date breakfast, date dinner. Um, we're going to do this. And so I said, here's the thing. I want you to go on a 30-minute date. And she paused, and I said, well, I, I would love to challenge you to two hours, but that would be a need to spend two hours together, not a want to. Right. And if you guys are going to rekindle this, it starts with wanting to be there in that place 30 minutes most of you can even sit on the couch together for a sitcom yeah and if you're interested in learning more about how we can coach together go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coach and on that page you'll see five different ways that you could connect with us Mm -hmm. so again it's one extraordinary marriage.com slash coach and so as we're talking about this i said what the two of you need to do is you need to rekindle that time together because you've, you've gone so far away that you don't spend any time by yourselves mm-hmm. and you all listening, you know who you are that I am talking to right now. You know, the ones that because of kids and work and everything else, you are like two ships passing in the night. And the only time you're together is when you're snoring in your bed. Mm-hmm. So this couple, 30 minutes, I said, and I'm going to take up six of those minutes because I want you to do the 77 questions to get the conversation started. And I'm even going to give you a little break. Normally, I say you each have to talk for five minutes. I said, this first time, three minutes each. So now you only have to spend 24 minutes doing something else together. And she laughed at me. But it was the first time in our coaching call where she had actually laughed and had you know, that expression of joy about the possibility of doing something with her husband. And the reason I bring that up is because now she wants to try and make that work. Mm -hmm. And we're just talking, guys, we're just talking a 30 minute date. But for some of you, 30 minutes together, that scares you to death. 
because you're living in this need to world. Like I need to stay together for the kids. I need to stay together because we can't, you know, afford to split the finances and have two households. What if, get crazy with me here. What if you were able to work on your communication, work through these struggles and decide that you want to be in the same house, that you want to make your marriage work, that you want your kids to grow up in an intact family. What if you changed your needs and all the things that you think you ought to do or you should do and you brought desire back into that relationship and said, I want to be here. This is what I chose. This is the family, the children that I have created. And I am going to be 100% in this relationship. And let me put this out there though, too, that there are some things in your marriage and in your life you didn't choose. It happened. The loss of our son, Andrew, that wasn't a choice. That wasn't something that I went out there and said, hey, you know what? That'd be just great. You know, there are things in our life that we did not choose to happen in our marriage. So, yes, we get it. You know, circumstances may have not have panned out exactly the way you wanted to. Join the rest of us. Because... Things have happened that we did not choose to happen in our marriage. And when we looked at our marriage and just sat there in the, the pit of that loss and we were sitting there just going, I need to just hang out here. I need to just make it through. I will tell you, those were some dark times, some dark times. And I wish I would have had somebody out there telling me, you know what? Tony, you need to change where you're looking at and what you're looking at and gone on and said, I want to be here. I want to help my wife because there's hope. There is hope. I believe Jesus is right there beside us going, dude, I have it all here for you. Are you willing and are you ready to take it on? Are you willing to say, I want to be here. I'm fully engaged. I believe it. And, and so I just want you to know that circumstances do happen. And sometimes we don't choose them. They do happen to us. And yet you could still want that awesome and extraordinary relationship. Absolutely. We make poor choices. You know, there, there have been times in every relationship where one of you or both of you has done something incredibly stupid that has brought pain into your relationship and shifting from that. I need to be here to, I want to be here. Part of that is taking off the masks Mm -hmm. with your spouse. It's getting real. And it's, it's declaring that you want to be involved in this relationship, that you want to be engaged. And we did an episode a while back, a show called um, warrior walkover. You know, that was all about making that choice. Are you going to stand up and fight for your marriage? Are you going to stand up and fight for the commitment that you made? Because we live in a society that, that really doesn't put much value in words anymore. We throw them around just as if they were nothing. You know, most people don't think about the difference between want to and need to. Like I want to go to the store. I need to go to the store. 
okay, you're right. On some of those basic levels, not a whole lot of difference. But when it comes to our personal relationships, mm-hmm. the difference between want to and need to is huge. The difference between I like you and I love you, huge. Our words carry weight, each and every one of us, and they have the power to build up or tear down our relationships. How do I know? Because I've seen it. I've seen it when my temper's been short and with my kids, and I've seen the look on their face because I was not loving towards them with my words. I've seen it when Tony and I have gotten into arguments and we've said hurtful things to one another in the heat of the moment. Things that once they're said, it's hard to ever take those back. You can be forgiven, but words spoken cannot be unsaid. They, they leave a lasting effect that can impact you and your spouse and your kids for Forever. days and years to come. Yeah. You know, and so when you are, when you're talking to your spouse, when you're working on building a strong foundation for your relationship, or some of you are rebuilding, mm-hmm. some of you, we know from the emails that there has been just massive hurts and you're choosing to make it work. You're choosing to put 200%. So I'm giving each of you credit for a hundred. 200% into this relationship. You know, when you're in that place, think about your words. Think about what you are conveying to your spouse. Think about what you are expressing, not just to your spouse, but to everyone around you. Because I promise you, there are people watching every move you make. Your children are watching. Your friends are watching. And they hear they hear the subtle differences in your words. Mm-hmm. You're like, I need to be with Tony or I want to be with Tony. You know, I want to be in this marriage or I need to be in this marriage. Yeah. So what's an action step they could take this week as they move forward and looking at themselves going, I need to be here or I want to be here. The first thing I think you need to do is you need to really examine your heart. You need to figure out where you fall in that, if you're on the want to, then you need to be declaring that from the rooftops. If you feel like you're in the need to, you need to examine. (laughs) I want you to examine why you're in that space. What's happened in your marriage? What areas need to be rebuilt? Because if you're just feeling like your marriage is an obligation, that's because some walls have been torn down on that foundation. And working on repairing those, whether you guys work individually or together with a coach, because sometimes you need a third person. Sometimes you can't rebuild it and fix it and and sort through it by yourself. You know, we get so so focused with our blinders on Mm -hmm. that we can only see what we can see. We don't see that there's this whole big picture. We don't see the hurt that we're causing. And so, you know, if you need additional help, if you need a coach to come in, check out what we do at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coach. We've designed those programs to meet a wide spectrum of needs because no single one of you 
is in exactly the same place as somebody else listening to this show. But making the choice to get your relationship on track heading into 2014, that's, I mean, think about that as a Christmas gift to your spouse. If you've been living under need to instead of want to, it's time to give your spouse an amazing gift this Christmas. It's time to say, you know what? I want to give you the gift of working on our relationship. I've made some mistakes. We've made some mistakes. Let's start 2014 in a whole new place. Let's make 2014 be the year that we rewrite the future of our story. And that's it, you guys. Start 2014 on a want to place. I want to be with you. Declare that. Tell your spouse that. You've heard the you heard the podcast. Seek them out today at a time when you two are alone and tell them, I want you. I want this marriage. I want us to be together. And then from there, keep growing, keep learning, keep taking the steps forward that are going to make your life, your marriage amazing. Go do it. Go do it this week, you guys. We love you. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.